Hello BBW lovers, welcome to part two of a uh, Game 8 uh, review. Um, we're here um, and uh, it's all got a big... <laughs> I don't, just keep going. I'm just keeping it going because I, I want to go to bed. Um, <laughs> we're uh, we're going to start part two as we uh, always do. Mike, if you can stop corpsing and uh, give us the half-time team talk. I will try. So, I want to know whether equality is just a fantasy or a potential reality. Jeez, you said it wasn't going to be deep this week. I didn't have to go too deep with it. So this is almost a bit like saying communism works in theory, isn't it? It is. But, I mean, so... Because it, it, it depends what you want to define as equality. Every, every man is equal to every no, man. Which it, every person should be equal. According to what we're now told... Everybody, everybody should be treated equally. This is, like, I'm an employer, I have to treat everybody. I'm not allowed to ask anybody's age if I want to employ them. That's right. Enough, nothing at all. So fine, okay, that's fine. And in, now in the House of Parliament, it's all coming out, you know, this person said this and offended someone, this person might have done this. And Okay, fine, so everybody's got to be equal. Somewhere there must be a line because we're not all equal, Right. So this, again, it does, so basically what you are talking about is... It's about equal opportunity. So you've got to define whether it's about equal opportunities. So opportunities that are equally available to everybody and for those people that are more capable to take those opportunities based on an equal and fair chance. So that's a different thing to saying we are all equal. We are, people aren't all equal. And this does come back to the, the true beginnings of communism, which talk about everybody has a niche in society and actually if nobody for example cleared up the rubbish there would be rubbish all over the streets so their role in society as is, is as important as you making everybody's teeth. niche has equal value. everyone has equal value yeah. so then everyone should get equal salaries everyone, everybody yeah. should live an equal life for the work they do but that system always gets abused so i think equal opportunities are a very important thing um, whilst also understanding that capabilities of people are not always equal. That is the most sensible answer we've had on here ever. I'm, I'm impressed. I can't give you any more than that. I think that's incredibly sensible. I couldn't provide anything other than just utter rubbish. Oh, that's I, what I was hoping for. I think when we I, I wouldn't have any words to that. That was a good answer. <laughs> Gar- Gary has uh, just returned that for a touchdown. If, we, if this was the kickoff, that's what that would have been. That is the that is the perfect answer. I just I just get caught up. I don't understand how everything can always supposedly be equal when we're all different. It's it's, it's literally about how you interpret what that means, and if you do it in a way which you know that you've given equal opportunities to people of all race, age, gender, then it does come down to capability, and not all people have the same capability. I can't go and play football very well because I'm too fat. So. As long as I was given the opportunity at some point in my life to prove that I could play football, then that was an equal opportunity. Equality doesn't necessarily mean I should play football because I want to. That, that's fine. We'd all be getting paid loads of money in, uh, in Leeds United Reserves, wouldn't we? Well, if we were all completely equal, we wouldn't. We'd be getting paid about £22,000 a year. Okay, I'd take that to go and play football and not do a proper job. That is uh, that's that's a beautifully worded response. I think you need to move into the games now, John. Wait, let's talk about football. Um, 
managed to stay so quiet through a potentially controversial topic again. Yeah, he, he was just like, Gary, I'm going to let you take yeah, this one. Yeah. I'm going to hand this one off. Um, uh, so, so, let's start. Falcons at the Jets. Uh, Falcons win 25 to 20. No picks for Matt Ryan this week. Wee, they still made a meal of it, though, didn't they? Well, he fumbled three times. Yeah, <laughs> he fumbled three times, lost two of them. The weather was awful. It's proper sleeting it down. Basically, the Falcons didn't lose this game, is what happened in the end. Nobody was winning it, but the Falcons didn't lose this game. Um, but the, the Jets, three and five now on the season. Look, we all know they've done much better than we thought, much better than I thought. Uh, McCowan actually ended with a better quarterback rating than, than Matt Ryan, who's been disappointing again passing this season. I don't know if he's top 300 yards in a game. Fumbled yet, two snaps as well. Yeah, fumbled. We well, fumbled three actually. Was it three? He lost two, but he fumbled three. Uh, McCowan fumbled twice as well, but recovered them. Um, but really, for the Jets, if you want to say the Jets didn't win this game, it came down to missing two of four field goal attempts, whereas Matt Bryant was perfect four of four. So to lose by you know, less than six points when you left six points on the table. That's not good for a team fighting just to be relevant. Still can't hook up Julio Jones either, can they? No. So I think he got 74 yards again. I know Sanu got the same. Yeah. But Sanu got the touchdown again. And they just cannot seem to hook Julio up this year. Maybe it's the end of Julio. I don't know. But it's This has happened with Des Bryant and the Cowboys, though. He gets more and more marginalised. Teams figure out how to defend him. And then other players just get the role. Yeah, but this is Julio. He's a big big wide receiver they've been double coverage in Julio for years and it hasn't made a jot of difference but this year they are not playing to his strengths and when he is open they're just not throwing it to him it seems like they use him as a device to to create space and he's not really a target much yeah I think you've probably hit the nail on the head they know he's in double coverage which means either Sanu or Hooper is probably only facing one if no one they might be facing zone so why not throw it to them And and that's what they're doing now yeah yeah, you'd be gutted if you dropped Hooper and picked up a, you know, someone like Cameron Juku or O.J. Howard. Howard. Imagine that. Imagine if last week you got your 0.8 of a point and you, and you just decided to discard him because you it's, go for a, a yeah. rolling policy. It's like more examples, though, of just uh, if streaming quarterback, uh, tw- quarterback, streaming tight ends, you're going to lose more than you're going to win uh, on, on that I'm position. Get it right. You're not. One week I'm going to pick Kobe Fleener and he goes off for six touchdowns. Maybe. No, it's no, not, no, not, no. Not you should have, you should have, you should have gone for Zach Ertz. I'm not going for Zach Ertz. I, I, no, that's never happening. Um, Anderson was great again for the Jets. Yeah. 104 yards, touchdown. At the start of the season, there wasn't a single Jets player bar Bilal Powell and Matt Forte in anybody's fantasy team. And now I think Curse Anderson and one other wide receiver Curly, Curly are all on fantasy lineups in our league and most leagues because actually. McCowan's doing a great job of spreading the ball around and Anderson isn't dropping the ball this year remember last year he had more drops than he had catches yeah yeah I think a lot of this comes down to good coaching on that yeah, team yeah absolutely and they, they want to play for I, I think that shows the impact that a good coach can have um, and that's probably one of the biggest stories of coaching we've had in the league so far this year of somebody taking a bad team but coaching them to do enough to be competitive and enough to get a number of wins so I think that's um, so do we think the Jets get rid of Todd Bowles at the end of the season is that what they were edging for to move on from him by making the team bad and being able to blow it up and start again well, I think that they've done some things well 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, no. If I was the Jets' ownership, I'd be thinking, well, you can build with this coach. There is no way that coach goes. I don't think, at the end of the season. But is that what they were aiming for? Because I thought they were aiming to get rid of him. Like, making it really difficult. Making it so he could only win one or two games. If they really wanted that, they'd have just got rid of him. Well, maybe. I don't know. I I don't know how it works with salaries and things in in this league. So they they hit the cap, don't they? I believe they hit the salary cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Same as any other play, they just get dropped. I, I now actually don't think it matters. He either stays there and should get a load of draft picks and have a decent team, or somebody else will definitely take him because he's done a really good job. I think this is something that I think the Browns need to be paying attention to because they've put faith in McCown, haven't they? Yes. And this is McCown is the first Jets quarterback since 1999 to throw multiple touchdown passes in four consecutive games. That's a great stat. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I'm full of stats this week. You just made it up. <laughs> yeah, no one's, no one's going to discredit that. That's it. No, and I mean, look, McCown looked good when he was with the Browns, but he just got injured. This still comes down to as soon as McCown gets injured this season, the Jets are going to be awful. Who is, who is the backup? Uh, Hackenberg or Petty. Take your pick. <laughs> the backup is it's just whichever one gets off the bench quickest. Uh, I'm not even sure they even know how to tie a helmet on. Like, <laughs> but. He's doing a brilliant job. Uh, they do seem to run out of steam in the fourth quarter. They have led by 14 points going into the fourth quarter twice, and then this week they had a lead as well, and they've fucked it every single time because they haven't got the depth in the squad to switch players in and out, and the, the players they've got are just getting shattered. But still, three and five, like we said with the Bears, this constitutes a good season. One more win constitutes the best you could have hoped for out of the Jets this season. If you'd have looked at this at the beginning of the season, you'd have looked at this game, you'd have expected an absolute trouncing. Yeah, definitely. And to lose by five is, I I think that's kind of mirroring what Gary said. That's just good coaching. Yeah, definitely. Now, I agree. (laughs) I'm not sure how much longer Captain Zero's got left as the kicker. I never rated him anyway, and then to miss two in this game, kickers have been let go regularly this season, it seems. I think yep. he could be the next one on the block. Difficult conditions to kick in, though. Yes, definitely. I know Matt Bryant did get four from four, but that was difficult. But Matt Bryant is a very good kicker. Yeah. Yes, he is. And But, but it makes a difference. That's the difference between winning this game and losing this game. It comes down to those two missed field goals. So, okay. oh, Garrish is choking to death there. Right. He's good, he's good. But... You know, fair enough. The Falcons have definitely not hooked it up yet. They're four and three. They stand an okay chance of getting in the playoffs, but you've got to say now the Saints are way, way favourites to beat the Falcons in this division. Yeah, I think they'll have a difficult, difficult run to the Super Bowl. They're, they're looking at a wild card as it stands. I think the only team you can rule out of that division for me is the Bucks. Yes, I agree. I think the Panthers seem to be getting results, playing terribly. And the Saints are steamrolling people. So, yeah, I agree. I think the Bucks are the only ones who count out, but I don't think the Falcons are going to win the division now. No, fair enough. Um, well, let's, let's move on um, uh, to Eagles hosting the 49ers. Uh, Eagles move on to 7-1, and one, winning 33-10. For the Eagles, it was... Uh, sort of more of, more of the usual basically uh, it was for the 49ers as well <laughs> well for the, for the 49ers Breda uh, coming in and uh, rushing for 40 yards scoring a touchdown um, or receiving touchdown um, now I'm looking at Befford uh, Breda we got 39 yards 
well, a touchdown. Uh, uh, but the, the problem for the 49ers is they didn't use Hyde enough. 12 yeah. carries, 25 yards, and virtually nothing in the receiving they, game. They took him out of the game when he dropped an easy pass um, out of the backfield. So he was taken out of the game straight away. So, so that just goes further with the rumours that he's going to be traded. Yeah, definitely. But then your <laughs> chances of winning are so slim without him in the team. But there's worse things going on than that. So Breda, I don't get it. I know that in in San Francisco, um, the coaches think that he's going to be a very good prospect. But I just don't see that he's as good a player as Hyde. Um, but some of the more worrying things is some more injuries this week. So Thomas Solomon Thomas went off again with a knee injury. Um, so you know another issue there, and then Staley as well, yeah, Joe Staley. You know yeah. he was the only decent player in our offensive line, multiple yeah. time Pro Bowler again. Um, got every time, every time. And then you know <clears throat> you also look at things like Eric Reed, a great safety, being told he's being converted to a linebacker. Have you heard this? I have heard this. So we get rid of a good linebacker. Did you have a good linebacker? We had a good one. We talked about him earlier. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, cause we didn't need him. So then we're going to convert one of our best safeties to be a linebacker. And even Eric Reid came out and said, I didn't really understand it, but I'm going to do what they've asked. But it just makes no sense. I just think this season they must have just completely written off. It's just yeah, it's just clearing the decks and just starting again, isn't it? But that's ridiculous. Why yeah. would you move a safety to linebacker? Because you've made a mistake making your linebacker go and you haven't got enough depth at that position? They just... I don't know. It worries me that... I've touched on this before, that Shanahan cannot manage big characters. And you see that all around the league. You know, you have to work with these players. It's a player's league. Yeah, it definitely... It looks (coughs) dodgy to do what he's done. I'm not... I don't see what the big picture is supposed to be at the end of this, and that's a concern. Well, he looked 12, yeah? And the fact that these men are having a go at him... (laughs) Yeah? So that's if like when you not have a go at me though. Yeah, but you've got a massive beard, so you don't that's look. That's so I don't look twelve. <laughs> yeah, but but he, he he doesn't look like he's an authoritative figure, and you just wonder whether he just can't stand up to or control these players. And the easiest solution is just to remove them, but then it leaves great big gaping holes in the in the roster. So I'll just retrain the player into a different position. Can we? Cut he's not playing Gary FIFA. Great big gaping holes, please. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, make it louder. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's frustrating for me. Have you seen the picture of the Joe Staley eye injury, by the way? No, but I know he had to stay in Philadelphia, didn't he, for the night? He split his face open and has a right orbital fracture. Yeah. That's, that's not a good thing. That's not a place you want to be. Oh. Uh, and, and, yeah, so after that, Bethard was basically pummeled and was pressured on 33% of his dropbacks, completed four passes after that. He's just, like, got nothing going. So... I'd actually think Bethard's done okay in the two yeah. games we've seen him. 17 to 36, 167 yards, touchdown, two picks, but, you know, he's in... Under that newcomer. pressure. Under pressure, exactly. yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, Brian Hoyer would have done any better. So My anger is now going to Shanahan. Somebody's got to take it, and he's the coach, so it's coming your way, Kyle. I he loves to take it. I think, you, I think Bethard's done all right. You can't judge a guy... In his rookie season, after playing the Cowboys and the, the Eagles, no, of course not. He's he's done as good as you could have hoped out of him, um, but I don't see what the big picture is supposed to be. The only good honest. thing Shanahan did was not put um, Hoyer back into that game, and he could have done. Yeah, he could have, and, and he didn't. And that was that was the yeah. best decision he's made so far. Ouch! 
that's a bit. <coughs> that's hardly. I'm not impressed at all. Honestly, no. I just don't see him as a. It doesn't. I don't see him as authoritative. I don't see that he's in control. You know, I just. I'm not convinced he's a head coach. And lots of people are great offensive coordinators they and are. not great head coaches. Yeah, and I am not convinced he's a head coach. Well, you look at Sean McVay and how he carries himself, and then Shanahan gets up on the roster every week and just goes, oh, yeah, it weren't great, was it? <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for turning up. Pretty much what he said. I'm glad I watched that on Periscope. Dick. <laughs> Not watching his dick on Periscope, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be doing that. It was nice to see Alto and Jeffrey turn up as long as you weren't a 49ers fan. Two catches, 62 yards, Yay. touchdown. Uh, not so good to see Nelson Aguilar not turn up because I picked him up and he was crap. Well, he, he had Blunt. I did have Blunt. He did score again, second touchdown of the season. Uh, you know, he wasn't even the lead back this week. He was just used to, to drive that home. But, you know, a score is a score. Uh, the Eagles look the most difficult team to beat. Now we've seen that the Chiefs are fallible. The attention must turn to the fact that the Eagles just look really difficult to overcome. Now, I know they've lost one game, but still, to be 7-1, and one, no one, no one at this table said at this point in the season the Eagles would be 7-1. and one When was the last time a player moved from the Super Bowl winning team to another Super Bowl winning team? I don't know. I'm sure it's happened. I haven't uh, got it. I haven't got the answer. No, I'm not know. like Paul. I don't did, bring stats. Did but the Patriots I've, I've, I've not been... have someone from the Seahawks play for them when they won the Super Bowl? But Blunt obviously is looking like he could be the next. Well, absolutely. No one at this table, no one that I know that watches American football, predicted that the Eagles would be seven and one at the halfway stage and favourites to get to the Super Bowl. I think if you look at it, the last time the Eagles started seven and one was 2004 when they reached the Super Bowl which they did not win. But I think the, the thing that interested me with this game is this is their first game without Jason Peters. Yes. And Wentz was sacked seven times and hit seven. Yeah. Sorry, sacked three times, hit, hit seven. seven. Yeah. So I think there's possible chinks in the armour. Believe it. I haven't said anything. I, yes, I, there are. There definitely are. <laughs> there, there definitely are. They going to be a big game in China eventually they, they definitely oh, are <laughs> oh winding you up is the best yes I, I agree but I also think Wentz is fleet footed enough to avoid most of the pressure so it's going to be unlucky if he gets hit too many times but Peters is a big loss he's a big loss but um, yeah they are uh, showing no signs of slowing up that much uh, and uh, yeah Ertz making a mockery of our uh, Calling him inconsistent at the start of the season by scoring really by really consistent scoring again. Yep, he is he is Wentz's go-to guy. You know, he's got to be <sighs> the best scoring tight end in the league this year in terms of actual touchdown scores. Must be, yeah. Brady's running up close though, isn't he? I don't know. I, Gronk. I thought, uh, <laughs> oh, Gronk. Gronk's got yeah. three or four, but I thought Ertz had got was must be about five week. now. He must be yeah, up to yeah. about five, I think. So somebody will look that up anyway. I will, yeah. Well, well, John, do you want to drag us into the next game, John? Yeah, you're going to have to because it's bloody it was awful. Fucking yeah. terrible. Uh, it's his best season ever already. Six touchdowns this season. Zach Ertz. Wow. Fair enough. Um, Panthers at the Bucks. Um, Seventeen to three to the Panthers, um, and 
uh, but Cam Newton is terrible, isn't he? Cam Newton's terrible. 18 of 32, 154, 1-1. One one. Yeah, I'm feeling great. really vindicated for the week I said he was shit. <laughs> I, mean, I know it was about four weeks ago and then he was good for two weeks, but he, he is terrible. But equally, Winston was awful. Really, <laughs> really awful. 21-38, 210 yards and two picks. He was just dreadful. So the one thing that I think is a real benefit to the Panthers is Luke Keachley coming back. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that made them look a better team. But I still think this game... Fumble recovery, interception and six tackles after recovering from a concussion. So he's probably feeling all right now. Yep. Yeah. I, I think this game was a battle of who wanted to suck less. Sorry? <laughs> You've been watching the videos again, haven't you? Uh, you know, I think both of these teams aren't in a good... Sp- but then again, the Panthers, Panthers are 5-3. Five five and three. Sorry, five and three. I don't they know how. The 5-3 and three they, team, they I've are seen. so bad. The five and three so team. Bad. Julius Peppers moved fourth all-time on the sack list. Got 7.5 in this game. I saw that film as well. What, the sack list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is Cam, that's Cam Newton peak, though. I saw that a couple of times on Twitter this week. And we and I touched, I think, last week. I said, is he the new Colin Kaepernick? Has he been figured out? You know, Well, he's been able to last longer than Kaepernick. But, yeah, um, I don't know if he has been found out. I think... Will he ever go back to a Super Bowl? Uh, no. So then he's peaked. But would you say that Aaron Rodgers has peaked? Because he might never go back. To yeah, so I think he has peaked. Uh, what about? Doesn't mean he has. It doesn't mean he's dropped off. No. So I believe Rodgers may have peaked. I don't think he'll get better. But doesn't mean he's necessarily dropped off yet. I don't know. I think Cam's one of those players that if he gets hot for four or five games, it's good enough to drag the Panthers at least halfway through the playoffs. I don't think he goes back to the Super Bowl because I think there are going to be better teams. I think the Panthers might have peaked as opposed to him just peaking. Uh, I think Riverboat Ron got away with it. Uh, he know, ran the ball 11 times. Do you think he just believed his own hype? Yes. Do you think he just... He look, at him, look at him in his press conference. Yeah, that's absolutely. the problem, isn't it? That's the most arrogant man alive. And, and the, the five and three results so far lets him continue to believe that. Somebody needs to sit this bloke down and say, no, you're shit. Stop, <laughs> stop what you're doing. Because you might look all right at the moment, mate, but you're not going to win shit. I'd love to be managed by you. But, <laughs> I do. But, yeah, but look, they, no, they, I hope that's how you do it. I did some feedback sessions this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. They were very rewarding. They could end up 7-3 and three this team with their next two games. Which are? The Falcons and the Dolphins, both at home. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I that's reckon that's split. I reckon the Falcons might make a comeback against it. Because they know they've got a win against the Panthers. But you've got... Keatsley coming back into that defence against an inconsistent Matt Ryan. Mm, yeah, yeah. And a, is it Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah. With yeah. an offence that doesn't Terrible really, play calling. Yeah, yeah doesn't really know what it's up to. I, I think the Panthers can end up 7-3. and three. And, you know, Cam's head will struggle to get in the door even more at the press conferences now. Yeah, what hat will he wear then? He's going to have to go and get a new one specially made for his massive head. I mean, hopefully him trying to destroy Metropolis will keep him busy over the next few weeks. <laughs> I mean, all right, but would you say that the Panthers would beat the Eagles? No. Uh, no. New England? Well, I think the Panthers and Eagles would be a very close ball fest. I think that would be a really close game. But who do you think wins? The Panthers. I right, see, I'd take the Eagles. I think they outscore them. No problem. I don't think they would. No? No. Okay, I don't know. I think that might be one of these 12 9 games to the Panthers. It could be, but I don't see them beating 
New England. I don't see them beating the Saints. I don't see them beating the Broncos. Like, but the I thing is, it, as well, I mean, if they were in the playoffs together, matched up, I think that's where Cam might fall apart now. He, he might get lucky enough in the regular season, but when teams are in position in the playoffs, I think they know how to force him into fucking up. I don't know. If, if, if they get to the playoffs, and all likelihood I think they will, I, I would struggle to back against the Panthers, just because they're, they're a team that on their day can turn up and blow a team away with... Without you know, you know they've got Without Cam. You know they have a running back, a quarterback, and uh, they have a they have a wide receiver playing at running back. Um, Jonathan Stewart isn't a bad running back. He is. He's terrible. He got me nine points this week, which I was quite pleased with. When he was when they were, when they got to the Super Bowl, he had a superb season. Last year was bad, but everyone in the Panthers was bad last year. They've yeah, got no true. their offense. They're having to rewrite it at the moment because. It's too complex because they've got too many new players in that team. They've got two very big wide receivers, and they don't seem to be able to get them involved anywhere near enough. And I think a lot of that comes from Cam. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't like him. I agree. Well, it's not that I don't like him. I just think he's not as good as he's been made out of. I don't like him. Cam, I don't like you. But confidence goes a long way, and that guy is the most confident man alive. Well, he is, but he last year, last year, (laughs) you know, he was... He was getting knocked about, and you know his confidence took a massive hit. And he's come back this year, and he's looking. They, they, they look like a team that can play badly, and somehow scrape a result. And Hello, New England. and you know that's when it comes to the playoffs as well. It's yeah, that's counts. what counts. Yeah, it definitely does. I th- like you say. I think the Keatley coming back is big. If he gets knocked out again, if there's another problem, a I think he probably ends up retiring. And B, I think their season turns around again because they they really need him. They're not blowing teams away on offense. They no. need a, a good defense, and he is absolutely key to that. So I, that it hinges a lot on that for me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I don't want to talk about him anymore. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's your choice, John. It's your choice. Um, so most uh, entertaining sort of game for me this week. Uh, game. Shock, uh, the shock horror. Game of uh, the season. Gate. Um, uh, it was just, you're just saying gay again now. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Um, 38 41. Gay mate turned up. Um, it was explosive. Deshaun Watson is so good that even the Seahawks have to impress to beat them. They're, they're yeah. Wilson looked like the Wilson that got see the Seahawks to, to, this, to, to, to this bowl. Yeah. He looked. Superb. Um, they basically just mirrored each other. It, yeah. Watson was doing his best. It Russell was blow for blow, it. wasn't it? Yeah. In game eight, In absolutely, game eight. it really was. Uh, th- I, from the little bit of research that I had time to do, I think this is only the second time the Seahawks have conceded thirty points under Carroll and actually won the matchup because they don't concede this many no. points ever. Like you never see them have to work this hard to outscore a team. It just doesn't happen. So the fact that they can do it bodes really well for them. Sherman got his first pick of the season as well, didn't yep. he? Yes, he did, yes. So they were pleased with that. But <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins, what oh. a game. So f- I don't know why, but in the other fantasy league I play in, somebody had dropped DeAndre Hopkins. 
And I didn't understand what that was about. I assume it's because he was playing the Seahawks. But I'm doing terribly in that league, so I've got the number one waiver, so I picked him straight up. <coughs> they had a bye week last week, so yeah. I assume someone dropped but him. That's for just that. ridiculous. It is a stupid thing to do. 244 yards and a touchdown. And a touchdown. Yeah. That is ridiculous. So what's that like? 30, 30 points. Wow. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, and in all fairness, it was the best game we've seen out of Will Fuller as well. Yeah. Really good. Um, and. Really, Richardson has been excellent for the Seahawks this season. Ever since uh, what was his name Lockett got injured at the end of last year, Richardson's been really good as wide receiver. He doesn't seem to ca- take simple catches as well. Everything no. seems to be stretched, one arm. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. Jimmy Graham got another touchdown as well, Two, second yeah, week, yeah. second week in a row. Yep. So that was um, that was positive as well to see them getting him more involved. They're still not using him in the middle of the pitch. It's only end zone receptions, yeah. really. Yeah. So he's becoming more of a traditional tight end now. But that's a bit of a shame because he was, you know, he was very good too three so years ago. Wasn't he? The total for this game: nine hundred eighty-eight yards, <laughs> seventy-nine points, and five lead changes. <coughs> Jesus! Wow, what it was just a great game, and Deshaun Watson still to this point in the season the best rookie quarterback ever. Yeah, is it nineteen touchdowns he's got now? Just yeah, phenomenal. he'd scored the most that had been scored in I think five games or, yeah. or something. So the first by by qu- the end of the first quarter, then yeah. he's, and then he just had the chance to just keep going and going and going. It's ridiculous. That it, it is brilliant, and this is the thing. The problem with Kaiser, he's not even going to be the best Deshaun in the league. He's, no, he's like. This this shows you the the gulf in coaching because I think Bill O'Brien has finally found a quarterback he can coach for the Texans because he's gone through a few ten yeah. in the last three or four seasons. Yeah, but you look at some of them; they've been absolute toilet. Yeah, but he's picked some of them. Oh, he's yeah. been landed with others, but he's picked some of them. But Watson's clearly taking the coaching well, whereas Kaiser is not being coached properly with the Browns and two players who people said you couldn't really pick that much apart from in college two players that they weren't sure which one was going to get picked first are now diverging completely opposite ends of the league because alright so the Texans are 3 and 4 it's not you know they're a sub 500 franchise but they've had some tough games and and a bad start yeah about, but you only see them getting better like, oh yeah and this is all without JJ Watt don't forget he's yeah. not playing so and, some, and one of the other defensive oh uh, Merciless Merciless both on we, injured reserve yeah, yeah that's it, it I think I mean you wouldn't want to face them not any week and they've got the Colts next week see that's a win makes it even less likely that your your Tetons are going to win that division doesn't it absolutely I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more I had to get in there somewhere (laughs) because they were on bye week this (laughs) week (laughs) of course they are yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, well that's fair but yeah how many teams go to the Legion of Boom and do that Um, not very many the Earl Thomas interception was good though he just run through everybody with it and all right, Watson did throw three picks in the game. Wilson threw one, but again, the Texans are managing him brilliantly because they're just saying, "Just go and hang the ball out there," because more often than not, you're going to score. But there's a rookie getting picked off twice by Sherman and by Earl Thomas. There's no real shame in that. No, of course not. No. No. I think the, the thing that I thought was interesting, even though the Seahawks won, thirty-three rushing yards. Yeah, that's. That's the tie for the fewest in a winning effort since Pete Carroll became their head coach. Well, and 30 of those were from Wilson. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Vols got minus one. Uh, he's rubbish. Uh, because he's, he's rubbish. rubbish. Right, good, yeah. It's just 
So who, I guess the other was. It's like when you Ma- say Ma- uh, Mas- Mohammed, Ma- peace be upon him, you have to say Thomas rules because he's rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I really hope that's audible on the podcast. It's not just us laughing randomly. Gary's, um, Gary's iPad has burst into life about paying his gas bill for him. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Um, Are you just boasting that you've paid the gas bill here? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, for, but, uh, uh, sorry about that. I, I, I balls. I had uh, a couple of years ago in fantasy, and he. He um, sort of came burst from nowhere, and I, you know, so I've, I've got a lot of love for Thomas Walls. He got me into a good playoff position that year, uh, and this year I keep bringing him back, thinking, "No, it's okay." You know, the, the, the you know, form's temporary, uh, class is permanent, and it is. He's uh, he's permanently crap. Yeah, because um, he's rubbish. So, but, yeah. but the division behind a bad O line. That's the division where you're going to get two teams coming out of that for the playoffs. Yeah, definitely, Forty Niners and Seahawks um, definitely coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're both they're both going to make the playoffs. I think Rams oh, and Seahawks. Definitely. You would think so. It's definitely. just a question of which one ends up as the wild card. I, I think it'll be the Rams. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not ready to call that one. I don't know. I'm, it, but now I've seen the Seahawks put up 41 points I am thinking they could outscore the Rams which I didn't think they could before well, the next two weeks they've got the Redskins and they've got the Cardinals I believe that's two more wins you yeah yep. so the season st- starts to take shape from now from this point on you start to see who's going to finish where and uh, the Seahawks are timing it right again climbing back into the season So. and then they've got the Falcons and the 49ers <laughs> Yeah, so that, that could be four more wins. They could be nine and two. Yeah. That, that's a serious playoff. They win that division now, I think. Well, uh, for the Rams, uh, they've got New York. Uh, so that's New York Giants. So that's a win. Uh, and they didn't then actually have to clarify which New York team. We just assumed they were going to win. Yeah. Um, they've then got the Texans. Then they've got the Texans. Which, yeah, see, that's which, a loss, which, I think. Which is going to... Well, at the Texans. Uh, it's at uh, L.A., but I reckon that they had no home field advantage. No, that doesn't no. really help. But after that, they've got the Vikes. Yep. Yeah. See, that, their schedule is definitely tougher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they've got some big, tough games. They've got uh, Seahawks win that division. Trust me. Then well, they've they, got the that's it. We don't need to discuss it anymore, boys. Yeah. Well, they, they Gary, play each other week fifteen. Gary has said week fifteen they play each other, so that might it might come down to that game because the, the week 16 is against the Titans and they suck. So that's true. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, let's move on. Uh, Cowboys at the Redskins. Uh, Cow- game. Cowboys win 33-19 in pretty shocking conditions. Disappointing for the Redskins. Yeah. This was not a good performance. This is one of these games where, all right, despite the conditions, you do question, is Kirk Cousins all that? Really? I'm still not convinced. It doesn't look like a Super Bowl-leading quarterback. He still looks like a I-can-get-you-to-the-playoffs quarterback. Yep. But he doesn't look like a I can take you all the way callbacks. Two hundred and sixty three yards, one touchdown, one pick. It's not enough. Not enough scores. Two fumbles. Yeah, two fumbles. Just not enough at all from him. It wasn't great conditions. Like it wasn't wasn't good to be playing. The Cowboys blocked a field goal and forced three turnovers total. Which, when you think that Prescott only passed, well, only completed fourteen passes for one hundred and forty three yards. That's his worst game this season. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to do anything because they just watched Elliott run all over him. Yeah. 150 yards and two scores from Elliot. Just, he just. There was gaps everywhere. 
Yeah, yeah. He, he was. He wasn't even. They didn't lay a hand on him half the time. It was ridiculous. No, I mean, he, he's a brilliant, brilliant player to watch <coughs> when he's in full flight, and it must be terrifying to come up against him. Yeah. We, we can't even consider what that must be like. So no, there was pretty some pretty similar action on a field in Flitwick this weekend. <laughs> John posted some awesome yardage. I was uh, both yeah. yards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I earlier this season I was really kind of down on Elliot. Uh, as a player <laughs> come on guys uh, <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> that, 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 that is a that is a true game mate recap down on um, coming on guys but no he looked unfit um, I can't remember what game it was uh, game 8 must be game 8 <laughs> no but there was the game wow. the game where they got uh, really beaten comprehensively beaten oh, it was the second game of the season wasn't yeah, it and he just sat on the sideline bawling his eyes yeah, out yeah, yeah. But he, in he, his little he, tank top yeah, and he's, <laughs> he just looked thing. unfit. Yeah. But he hasn't really changed. But he's now putting up 150 yards, and the so, effort seems to be there again. But he, he is in court as we speak uh, right at the moment. Is he? Uh, yeah, uh, 5 p.m. 6 p.m. Is he wearing that little cut off? I hope thing? so. I really hope he is. Um, so yeah, he was due in court 5 p.m. Uh, New York time, which I think was like about 10 o'clock here oh, okay. so uh, we'll see so as of tomorrow when we wake up he'll, he'll be, still be playing he'll be banned but then he'll probably go to court again and he'll not yeah. be banned so, uh, so don't take him in your fantasy team next season yeah if it, but if you have you know if you stash him <laughs> but, but yeah basically they are but the Cowboys still only 4-3 and three. this is the thing like, 1-2 in a row though now yeah they've won 2 in a row but they don't look like a good team they look like a good running team but they don't look a good team to me they are heavily dependent on whether Elliot turns up and plays or not. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think. I think last week they showed a balanced attack against against the Forty Nine. As I know, so you can do. Doesn't what you, count. Does you it? can do what Doesn't you want. Count. You can yeah. do what you want to some extent, but I, I think the Cowboys are a better team than we've seen so far this season. They're getting better, and I think they're getting better each yes. week. Yeah, that might be. And the case. they've and got I, some stinky I, games. They've coming got three up. tough games coming up. But if you if you look at their division, you know. Eagles are going to win that division now, seven and one. Yeah, you'd think, yeah. So they're looking for a wild card slot, same as they were last year. Uh, they've got their next three games are uh, home at Can- home uh, against Kansas. Then they go to Atlanta. Then they've got Philly. So it's three tough that, games. Yeah, but that could be three wins or three defeats with the Cowboys. You just yeah. don't know. And this is why I'm not convinced because you couldn't confidently pick any one of those games. Because you don't know which Cowboys team is going to turn up. But then you can say that for so much of the league, like we talked about. There is no great teams in this no. li- whole league this no, year. that's true. There's some very good ones, and then some good ones, and then the Browns and the Niners, which are terrible. <laughs> so everything else, it is very up and down. It is quite an if even league. If you want to put it like that, I'd say the Cowboys are up at the sharp end of the good teams, but they're not one of the very good well, teams. Well, we'll see when we do our power rankings later this week where we will put them. Yeah, I have started mine. They're not near the top. I'm going to wait till after tonight's game, but... Yeah. Well, that's why I finished mine. But, I, you know, they're certainly above midfield, but uh, from, from off the top of my head without it in front of me, they weren't. I don't think they're a top ten team. Not for me. But they because, might. They might be for some others. It'd be interesting to see. I think. I think they'll be quite dis- divisive. I after the week twelve, when we do the power rankings, I expect them to be higher. But I'm still. I'm not sold. I don't. Like Prescott's not as teams have got more footage on Prescott this year, and he's not as much of a surprise. 
so they know what he's capable of doing and they don't think he's as all-rounded as he first appeared to be so they rely on Elliot more he keeps putting the yards on yes he does yeah, um, for, the, for the the skin Redskins Crowder got 123 yards. Um, who best game of the season? For him? Oh yeah, he yeah. started really poorly. Uh, but um, it was the rush game for them that let them down. Kelly eight attempts, 19 yards and a touchdown. They just couldn't compete basically in the running game. And Cousins didn't in, in those conditions, admittedly, but didn't look like he could throw them back into the game. So just going to go back to Dak Prescott. So go for goal. He has only had. I think three games where he's thrown under 250 yards this season. Mm-hmm. He has scored touchdowns in every single game apart from the one yesterday. Yep. And fantasy-wise, he's ranked as the sixth best quarterback yeah, in I the did league. See that. Yeah, yeah. And he was at number three or four going into this weekend. Right. So I'm not so sure that everyone's worked him out, and I think he's actually had a pretty decent season. Everyone's just marking Elliot. As soon as you take Elliot out of this team, Prescott doesn't look very good. That's, that's what I think. He's not coming out this season, so that's fine. No, no you're probably right, which is why I expect him to be higher up the next time we do a power ranking. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on Prescott as much as I was last year. I thought he was brilliant. And now I think it's masked slightly by the fact that teams have to put seven in the box against Elliot. I think there's so many variables that are coming in with the Cowboys over the next few weeks. Whatever the hell happens with Court, with Elliot. And then you've, they could be four and seven in three weeks' time. Yeah, they really could be. But. We shall see. I mean, they are another one, like Gary says, they're another one of these ten teams that you just can't pick from week to week. What they get. Yeah. Yep. yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which... Steelers at Lions. <laughs> uh, 2015 to the Steelers. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, scored a 97-yard touchdown. Longest in, Steelers, uh, longest in Steelers history for yeah. receiving touchdown. And he's still not even 21 years old. Uh 193 yards total for the game. That's yeah. just phenomenal, isn't it? It's definitely a bit of a response, isn't it? Yeah. It's definitely the way to make sure Bryant gets traded. Yeah. Yeah. But who's who's it, where's he going to go? <coughs> Bears? Niners. Niners? I think there's a team in New York that could really do with a Martavius Bryant. Yes, there is. The Jets would really do well with him, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I would definitely <laughs> take him at the Niners. I think half the teams in the league would benefit from having him on the team. It's just whether or not people want to give up enough. It depends what the Steelers want for him. That is yeah, the big question. Yeah. yeah, Because they've put a lot into him and they don't have to get rid of him. No, they're, they're, no. There's no need for them to, to get rid of him. But he's clearly not happy there. And Juju Smith-Schuster looks ready to take over as number two. Yeah, and we saw that at the Jets, didn't we, at the start of the season. Um, who was it they traded off to the Seahawks? Um Sheldon Richardson, Richardson, Richardson yeah. yeah, and he was obviously a great player, but didn't fit into their locker room. Yeah, and they just they just decided to cut their losses and get rid of him. Mm. And you've got to think that the Steelers eventually will have to do that, whether it's now or at the end of the season, he will go. Yes, I think so. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Juju's locked his bike up now. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> that was a great celebration. It really was. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think so many teams would benefit from having Bryant. It's like you say, what do the Steelers really want for him and what is he worth to different franchises but still the Steelers I don't know whether you can continue to say they're inconsistent now they're 6-2 and two. the Lions definitely are inconsistent these teams could easily have their records reversed so the Steelers could be 3-4 and four, having played the way they've played but they are a bit like you've just said with the Cowboys they, they seem to be moving in the right direction and, and I think Juju changes the dynamic of that team 
because it gives you another option and it gives the defence something else to think about because if you're always looking for Bell, you're always looking for Brown and actually you're missing out on Juju, yeah. then actually it, that changes how you know opposition defence is all set up. So I think that's quite important that they've got somebody else who is starting to get recognised as a threat. I think if you look at what the Steelers have got coming up, they're going to be 8-2 and two in three weeks' time. They they've got a bye week, then they're playing the Colts, then the Tetons. Yes, they're definitely going to be 8-2, aren't they? Yeah. So, Matt Stafford, how do you throw 423 yards and no touchdowns? Because <laughs> I, I guess if you've got Ebron on your team, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's definitely another one who could be on his way out. He's, he's come out today and said if, uh, because apparently there has been some interest in him. Really? Uh, yeah. Ooh. Canadian uh, Football League. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But there's been interest, and he said, "If they're going to trade me, then trade me. You know, if not, then we'll. You know, I'll just get booed by his own family. Yeah. Did you hear that? I, th- I think he's been booed for the last few weeks, wow. uh, and he just needs to get out. Phelps didn't have a good game yesterday, but um, no, none of the receivers really well, did, Jones apart from did Jones. Six, six catches for 128 yards, but it's the lack of a score. They went into the red zone three times in the second half and didn't come away with touchdowns, and that's how you lose tight games." Which is the first time we can probably say that about the Lions in a long time. Because normally you get the fourth quarter comeback, but they really didn't look capable. I'm still not convinced Stafford's 100% fit, even though he threw all those yards. But, I don't know. The, the Lions are fortunate that they're in a division that's still close because everybody isn't great. The Vikings are the best team in the division, but they, they've still got a shot at winning it or getting a wild they, they are three games back on the Vikings now. Yeah, that's it. But... With the other three, there's not a massive amount of competition. You'd think the Lions are going to finish second in that division now, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I'm not convinced they'll do enough to get a wild, card. A wild no, card. Neither am I. I'm not convinced at all. But I still think they've got a shout at it. You've got to think there's definitely one coming from the NFC South and the NFC West. You I would think. And I think I think the Cowboys will finish with a better record than the Lions, so I don't think they get a wild card. I think the Lions could be the Lions could be six and four in three weeks' time. They've got the Packers, then the Browns, then the Bears. That Bears game will be a big game. Yeah. Yeah. If they win against the Bears, you'd say they've got a good shout because you'd think they lo- they win the other two. But the Bears could definitely do an upset over them. <laughs> Absolutely. And we do not know what they're going to have worked, what magic they might have worked at the Packers during this bye week because they've had a lot of time to work on play calls and... All that sort of stuff, and I get. I know you can look at me like that, Michael. Well, who, who are the Packers playing? Sorry, next week. Yeah, the Packers are playing the Lions next week. It is the Packers. Then Lions, they go Bears it? after that, don't they? Yep. I think, the Packers, the, I think the Packers are definitely in with a shout against the Lions as long as they don't get behind in the game. If they get two touchdowns behind and they ask Huntley to throw the ball, he gets picked off because that Lions secondary is better than you give it credit for. He'll get slayed. Yeah, absolutely. So, as long as they keep it tight, yes, the Packers have definitely got a good chance against the Lions. If they get two touchdowns behind, it can quickly fall apart, I think. No, well, um, let's, let's, let's leave it there. That's all games covered. Uh, it's nice when they're on bye weeks, isn't it? Yeah. You can get to bed at a not quite reasonable time. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's quarter past 11. Uh, but... Uh, which of these results in the second half? Is, is it any significant ones for you? Well, no, you guys. You guys. No, no, we, we, want, we want you to go, John. We I want first. Just, um, I'm going to go uh, Texans Seahawks because uh, I'm really enjoying Watson, but uh, to see the Seahawks 
just continue to win. Uh, I had them down as my pick for <laughs> getting to the Super Bowl uh, the other day, um, the other week, and I'm continuing to think that they're. I did say they were going to bore us to the to the Super Bowl. They, you know, they've shown that they've got another side to them this weekend. So, but yeah, that was my pick of a significant result. Uh, anyone else? I will say that the Panthers notching up another win is definitely significant because they are one of those teams, like you've said, that can just drag themselves into the playoffs and be dangerous against everybody. I, I don't know how a team that bad can be 5-3, and three, but they are, and the record is all that counts. Yeah, I agree with Griff. That's what I'd have gone with, and um, it really pains me to say it, because Cam Newton, you're a, you're a fucking tool. <laughs> Let me just see what I've written on my arm. The Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers were significant. Why? Why? They've got six and two, and they've got winnable games. Oh, man, I think they're becoming consistent. So next week, if they win, it won't be significant, or will it still be significant? Is that is that going to be one of these new things? Every week is significant. I've been riding it on my. I'm going to get it tattooed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll look like a prison tattoo. It looks like you're in. A, you look like you're Robert in. Mayor's going to think you're taking over in a gang in prison, <laughs> a gang in prison called the Steelers. Um, you would end up with it spelt wrong as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <The> any, <stockings>. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any big plays that you really enjoyed this week? Yeah, the hit on Flacco. <laughs> the hit on Flacco was awesome. It, it was in completely illegal, let's be honest, but it was a, it was a, a proper hit. I like that. My favourite moment of the weekend was watching some woman who was absolutely drenched, really pleased that she'd managed to catch a lot of rain. These are my two <laughs> inches of rain, which I thought was unnecessary as everyone was fucking Holding soaked. Up a sample cup <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah, so um, it was funny but unnecessary. I'm going to go with the game-winning drive for the Seahawks. That game was just phenomenal, and that 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 drive at the end, I just I, I just was amazed by it. Yeah, now um, I'm going to go same game, uh, but. Uh, the Hopkins touchdown I really just enjoyed but there were some really good um, defensive touchdowns as well this week uh, so uh, Mil- Milano yeah, Milano, Bills yeah, was really yeah. good uh, oh the safety the safety in the, in oh, the yes. game <laughs> it's still hilarious everybody loves the safety that was brilliant also I really enjoyed um, our friend Chris mimicking the camp ref this week I don't know what the guy's name is I don't want to insult him by trying to pretend I know what his name is but that was really funny yeah, and it's something that I'd noticed but never really thought yeah. of in that much detail. <laughs> As had I, and it was brilliant. I liked the synchronised safety uh, from yes, the two reps yes. of the both in time. Yeah, I thought it was really, uh, really something. Yeah, it was coordinated, wasn't it? Very good. Yeah. Um, so I guess, um, was, well, we've, being a Monday night, we've got uh, the Broncos at the Chiefs. Um, uh, Broncos have sucked since the bye. You've got to think Chiefs at home are going to win that. You should. Tight game, but they but should win that. As I say, Broncos are just one of those teams. Like Chiefs, have, those Chiefs have lost their last two as well. Yes, they have. So this is two teams currently in decline. I think this will be a tight game. Yeah, tight game. I'm saying 12-9, something like that, to the Chiefs. I've, I'm going to go with a... I'm going to say Chiefs by 10. Uh, Chiefs by 10? The, 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 the Chiefs have lost two, but they've been competitive. They, like, they lost in the last moment to... To uh, the Raiders, uh, etc., and uh, but the Broncos have just been crap. So uh, I, I, it's going to take more from them, more from them to yeah, be competitive. Paul, 
The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win this game by two scores. Oh, you want an opinion? Yeah. Um, I think that... Yeah, As be, opposed to watching you laugh at your wife calling your dog a cheeky bitch. <laughs> yeah. But yes, we'd like your opinion. And Ebbs is now having a weekly slurp, so um, everything in the podcast You'll is now in. for yours in a minute, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really late at night and you told me she doesn't listen anymore. So my prediction <laughs> is that um, this might, um, might be very close, could go to overtime. Um, either team could win between three or seven points. I think they'd be that close. I can't. That, does that count as a prediction? Uh, yeah, I'm doing a John on the fence. Doing a John on the fence. Painful. I, 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 the only prediction I had up until the, today was uh, I, I, tr- I flaked out of predicting the Cleveland game. I just predicted that Kaiser was going to get picked off twice, and uh, I was wrong. You were very wrong. But then I <laughs> he will next week. Don't worry. Well, it depends if he's not going to throw it more than three yards uh, to. Duke Johnson and whatever, then you know he might not. But you know, they're not going to get any uh, anywhere f- quick with it, are they? So, uh, but um, quick, so we need to recharge, John. <laughs> if anyone can make sense of that last ninety <laughs> seconds, could you please tweet us and tell somebody, us what John said? Somebody plug him in. See, I might get rid of it. I, can, I, I, I do edit this, but then I might leave it in, so it feels like a real event. Uh, I've anyway. never noticed any level of editing. Uh, I don't know. I, there's been bits. I've Is definitely it? noticed bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done, John. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, he's done well so far. Credit where it's due. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but still. Anyway, uh, Paul, it's uh, it's your time of the week to take the flo- to take the floor. Uh, it's your well. Is it the Cleveland Frowns this week? So in the game eight edition of Paul thumbing it in. In terms of what's annoyed me. Is myself. <laughs> I'm pissed off with myself. And it's because of fantasy. So I've been looking at what I've been doing on fantasy for the last four or five weeks. And what I'd started at the beginning, I did poor planning. So I basically drafted the Green Bay Seahawks. <laughs> or the Seattle Packers, I'm not I'm not fussy. So <laughs> when it came to bye weeks, I was fucked. In terms of any time any player had any ounce of form, I put them in, then they sucked, then I took them out. And then they've gone to somebody else and done well. So Robbie Anderson took him out, had a great game for Steve this week. He did. How's Ted Ginn been doing recently? Yeah, I, I got Ted Ginn in twice, got rid of him and then he got into form. So pretty much... My the reason I'm annoyed this week is myself, and in terms of what I'm doing, I'm calling it my Cincinnati Bungles. <laughs> <laughs> in regard to me and fantasy, so back to you, John. Well, you, this week isn't over yet, so you so, are you're currently losing to me by about forty-five points. So I've worked out that the Chiefs basically have to kill the Trevor Simeon, <laughs> and they have to pick him off about twelve times. Sack him 18 times and allow no points. Based on my confidence with the Chiefs, I think it's possible. Absolutely. Well, the, the, as I say, the bonkers have sucked for uh, 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 the last couple of weeks. The, Gary's, sa- the Gary's sound been, of the dog there. Yeah, Gary's now teasing the dog whilst we try to finish this. Uh, that is not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I've never really called teasing the dog before. Um, Stroking the pussy. We're not teasing the dog. 
Moving on quickly, quickly. Uh, uh, anyway, let's Don't take a name. Doing a lot of editing today. So uh, thanks for listening uh, for the first fifty minutes of this one. I'm probably tailing off for the last five, uh, but we'll be back next week um, with our review of the games of uh, week nine. Um, so uh, and uh, all the relevant news and any fantasy insight we can. Yeah, you know, tend to give. Um, in the meantime, you can interact with us on social media. We're uh, on Twitter at at Belichick's World. You can visit our website www.billbelichicksworld.com. I think uh, we'll all be doing our power rankings for uh, this. Uh, now we're halfway through the season. Um, you know, feel free to get in touch. We're on Facebook as well, Bill Belichick's World Podcast. Um, uh, but yeah, um, feel free to get in touch and say hello. Leave a review, subscribe on iTunes because uh, that's the only way we're going to get noticed. And uh, yeah, just remember, um, despite the result, uh, it's uh, whatever it is. It's still Bill Belichick's world. We just live in it. So goodbye from me, uh, Gilo. Yep. Good night, guys. P- uh, Four and inches. Good night. And uh, Demike. Boy, am I glad that's over. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye.